Wild Loner, a sentimentally comedic podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wild Loner. I'm your host, Jenna McGilvery, and I'm here accompanied by Josh Elliott. I'm back. Yeah, Josh is back. I'm so excited. And we took last week off for a number of reasons, but we are back and we have a new topic today to discuss. And it's an interesting one, I think. <laughs> are you ready for it, Josh? I think so. Um, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So, I mean, let's try to compile my thoughts together so I can speak in coherent sentences for you. So I guess I'll start with some of my thoughts. This is going to be a metaphor for you. It's about dogs. So my metaphor for you is growing up, I had a beagle and a beagle, as many of you know, are working dogs. They're meant to be hunting and chasing and doing beagle things. And when we had this beagle, we did not take her hunting. We did not take her chasing. And we wondered why she was, you know, kind of stressed out and she would dig holes in the carpet and she would run around in circles in the backyard and she looked really stressed out and unhappy. And eventually we decided that we were not the home for her and we found an actual farm. This wasn't a farm where they, <laughs> uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, air quotes, farm where the dog went. Um, this was an actual farm where the dog could live up to its full potential and do what it needed to do. And my metaphor is relevant to today's topic because I'm talking a little bit about how humans, people can feel that they're not living up to their full potential if they're not doing what they love, what they feel passionate about, or if they feel stifled, if their creativity is stifled, or any part of themselves is stifled, <laughs> how that might affect their day-to-day -day lives. So this is a topic I find interesting because I'll talk a little bit about my childhood in which my mom really fostered an environment that allowed us to be creative or allowed us to express what we were feeling at the time. And I had a great childhood. Um, I know I've talked about it a little bit before, but I really did. And part of that is because I wasn't stifled. And I grew up thinking that that was the way the world was. <laughs> and as you get a little bit older, you find, I mean, obviously social norms dictate that in certain circumstances, you have to conform a little bit or adjust yourself to be in certain social situations or be around different people. Maybe that's the workplace. Maybe that's a group of your friends. But how do you manage to still feel like yourself if part of yourself is a professional entity and part of yourself is a fun-loving person who may swear and lives life to the fullest and does various things that some people may not understand. And <laughs> I think that's a complex question. And, you know, we all kind of ebb and flow where we all adjust ourselves in certain circumstances. But do we ever compromise our values or what really makes us happy to appeal to other people? And how does that make you feel long term? I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that, Josh, where you've you felt like you couldn't be yourself. Maybe it was in a relationship or maybe a girlfriend's parents 
were a certain way that you had to adjust to. I mean, and another example I'll give is my grandparents are very, very, very religious. And, you know, obviously certain conversations were off the table when we were around because of their religious beliefs. And um, that was fine. You know, I respected them as my elders. And obviously we we, you know, I, I am partially religious as well, or I grew up religious. And I know we don't really talk about those things on the show, but I'm just briefly stating that, you know, some people can have different views than us. And in those circumstances, I think it's important to learn from other people as well. So it's not that you're necessarily adjusting or compromising your values, but sometimes you might learn from other people or just sit and listen. And in that situation, I sat and I listened and I respected where they were at. And while I may not have had the same beliefs as them in all aspects, I feel like I respected where they came from because they really believed in something that one was a community for them. So going to church for them was a really strong sense of community, especially as they got older and they didn't have a lot of social outlets. And believing in something like that gave them hope and who am I to ever stifle that of anyone, right? As long as you're not hurting anyone, I feel like I can sit back and listen to that. Wait, but didn't you ask me a question? If I yes, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, uh, have you been in a situation where you felt like you had to maybe adjust yourself or, yeah, of course. stifle your creativity, but you, you speak to how you might have felt in anything related to what I'm talking about. In my professional um, self, you know, mm-hmm. in my job, my career, um, I definitely, l- luckily I was, you know, it was a pretty lax environment. So I was able to um, be pretty much myself, but there are, you know, definitely there are some things off limits and especially with my background, I have a, a wide um, diverse background, you know, from, you know, BMX riding to, to doing nothing, to mm-hmm. being homeless, to, you know, living with billionaires. So, I mean, Everything in between, uh, typically, you know, like just a regular old middle-class American person and can go out and, you know, and and here in Kansas, we kind of dig at our friends. If we, if we really like somebody, we, we give them a lot of of grief. Yeah. And like um, good natured heat. (laughs) Yeah. Good natured heat. But some, (laughs) but you definitely need to turn that off when you, um, you know, in certain environments and stuff like that. I think, you know, everybody has that, that balance but I think probably, you know, from what I can tell, um, if what you're talking about is if we get it, if there's too much of the the balance goes towards the stiflingness mm-hmm. um, of of your life, then you know, do you start to lose yourself, like your 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 true thoughts, and and, and are you censoring yourself too much? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like, yeah, how do you balance that? Um, within yourself, like, like, do you feel like, you know, you're losing part of yourself or do you feel like it's just part of, you know, or do you just bounce back and when you're with your friends, you're one way and when, you know, you're working, you're another, I mean, how does that all work? It's yeah. And I think that's, a, that's really hard, right? I mean, yeah, oh yeah if, definitely. if you feel like, okay, I'm actually struggling a little bit to, to feel like myself more often than I don't. Right. And, and I think that comes in, you know, sometimes relationships, like I've definitely been in relationships where I felt like I 
couldn't be my true self around that person for various reasons. Maybe they didn't um, like certain aspects of who I was as a person. Uh, they didn't like want to know about my history with dating or things like that. And so I stifled those parts of myself because I wanted to appeal to that other person. Um, I wouldn't say that I respected the other person I, or their beliefs in that sense. I think I was just trying to keep the peace and and then you kind of look back at it and you're like, hey, what am I doing here? I'm actually, you know, again, stifling myself or or cutting a part of myself off or not talking about certain things because I don't want to upset that other person. And again, I'll go back to as long as you're not hurting anyone or, you know, talking about things that there's certain things that I that are definitely off limits to me that are not appropriate conversations. Um, racism, anything bigoted, anything like that is definitely not something that I ever partake in or really can ever see the person's perspective in if they are a racist or a bigot, for example. I find that really difficult to have those conversations, but I have tried. But I guess the other aspect of it is if you're really overwhelmed in your circumstances where the majority of people around you don't see things the same way you do or have a really harsh view or are just living their lives in a way that you feel uncomfortable with, then sometimes it, it can filter off into your own life and affect you on a negative spectrum. And I know that I've also felt that. And definitely within the last year, that's kind of happened. Um, sometimes I've been in, in environments that you know, aren't conducive to what I feel is positive growth. And I really struggle with that. And I have struggled with that. And it's really hard to, again, find your community and your sense of belonging. And I'll go back to, I, I think I have talked about this before, but I'll go back to when I was 21 and I worked at the dinner theater and it was like everyone there just had the same kind of creative sensibility. Not everyone was the same by any means, but we all had this like-minded sense of self and in terms of just having fun and laughing and, you know, really supporting each other. And that was a great environment for me. I really felt like for the first time in my life, I was with the people that understood me. And I guess, yeah, I have struggled in my older adult years. Um, partially, I think, because I'm single and I don't have kids and I'm at that age that a lot of my friends have those things. And so I feel a little bit disconnected in that sense. Um, but also in terms of sometimes, and I think this has happened more so in the last year where it's made people more aware, where, you know, we don't have a lot going on. Um, a lot of our extracurricular activities have been taken away or our social things have been taken away because of COVID. And as a result, you know, I think a lot more people are in a negative headspace. And then sometimes the conversation goes to things that for me, I've really identified I can't take part in, like talking about other people in a negative light. That's something for me that I really find is so negative And it's just it's mean, it's cruel, and I and I just don't want any part of that. I can't be around people that are, you know, continually talking about people in a negative space or a negative light, and it doesn't make me feel better. You know, sometimes it's like bitching about something makes you feel better, but it's like that doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm losing brain cells, <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not growing as a person, you know, and I... 
and I'm not sitting here as a hypocrite saying that I've never done that. I've definitely spoken, you know, about people in a negative way, but I guess I'm recognizing that that's something that I don't want to be part of my life. And maybe it's because it's been done to me more than I've ever had done to me, you know? Um, but I just, uh, yeah, I, I can't go there. I don't want to go there. And it's really about making those positive choices for myself that will get me to where I want to be, right? So if I find that I'm around a whole bunch of negative people or negative thoughts or processes, then I find that I'm going to go down that path. And I am avoiding that path like the plague. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And, or like and, COVID. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what I was going to mention is yeah. the, uh, the other thing is like right now, so it's already weird enough that, um, you know, people are, you know, definitely still getting together and doing different things. And, you know, you can have house parties and stuff, but it's not the same as it was. You're not going out to big events. You're not meeting new people particularly. Mm -hmm. And even in, you know, you know, wherever you go, you're trying to stay away from people. But also then when your your friends and family and uh, whoever comes over and does you do have your small group and you do have your people and stuff like that. It, it tend, I think this, this whole year we, we start to talk about the, the year and mm -hmm. what it's done mm -hmm. and, and the, you know, the vaccinations and the, this or that, and whether you like it or you don't like it, or you're going to get it or you're not going to get it, it doesn't really matter, but it's like, that just consumes the conversation. Where's the room for your normal artistic self, your exactly. normal funny self? Where's where's the room for you're summing it up your so feelings perfectly. and it, yeah, something besides 2020. You know, besides all the stuff that happened in 2020, what can we talk about? Because it's like you're like, okay, I'm finally feeling good because I have all these people around me, and then you bring it all around with 2020 talk, and then you you know you're just back in this little bubble, and that. You know, I know it's been it's been a struggle for me because, it, it, you know, whatever conversation you have, you know, you're having fun for a little bit and then it all circles back to this. And then yeah. there's there's disagreements within people that agree, really. You know, I mean, we all agree that we all want to be healthy. We all agree that we want to do we don't want to spread the disease or this or that. And we don't want to make people uncomfortable. So we all have we all agree, but we all have a different way of showing Right, <laughs> showing exactly. it or a different exactly. idea of what makes all this, what makes it work, and, and and you know how safe do we need to be, and and different things like that. And so it's like, okay, well, I feel like I'm really safe, but if the next person thinks I'm not being safe, if they're safer, mm -hmm. then I'm the bad guy. And I was like, okay, hold on, you know, I'm just here trying to have fun, have a drink. Yeah, it's kind of like we get it. We're you we're know. coming up against each other because we're all so frustrated. I think, and you know, there there is a ton going on. I know, like you and I have had conversations where um, we might start in a happy place, but I'd say overall, and I have to admit, and I have to apologize in a way, um, even though it's myself, is that when we've had conversations, I've been you know not in the bed he best headspace, and. It's a result of, you know, feeling isolated, feeling disconnected, feeling very alone in my house. And I don't want to always go there. I know I'm a sad sack, you know, at times. And it's frustrating for other people and it's frustrating for myself. And I don't want to go there. And so I guess, yeah, this the reason why we're having this conversation is not to be um, pushing the negative side, but just to say, to acknowledge that there is this negative side 
but that we want something different and how to go about doing that. And that's maybe tiny baby, small steps towards just having more positive conversations or being around people that, you know, are going to focus on the positive. And yeah. And I think that again, it comes back to for me, like, okay, how do I make myself happy? Generally it's like, I eat well, I sleep well, I take notice of the small little things that really make me feel happy. Uh, Like, for example, um, a friend of mine came over the other day and she brought over butter chicken and we watched a movie and it was just like that simple thing of like, wow. And I just felt like this little like jump of joy inside of me. Like, this is so nice just to have somebody to come over and like watch a movie with and eat better chicken and we just laughed and watched the silly movie and it was just those small things really make a difference to me um and it's about i guess finding whatever works for you right exactly the other problem that i'm having right now and it doesn't have anything to do with uh, covid luckily Mm -hmm. we can get off that conversation yeah but just this era of life with all the technology and everything we don't really have a chance to kind of catch up or get bored and so i think a lot of our artistic um side or left hand brain um is you know it needs that idle time um but in a happy place obviously you know when you if if you've been doing been worrying about this stuff worrying about it and then you have an hour and you just worry about it harder then you're not getting anywhere but even if you're in a good headspace in this day and age it's like my problem is I have a running list of things that I want to do mm-hmm. and that list will never be finished. And even, you know, all the little knickknacky things that you do through the day. And then you have people all over the world and, and, you know, I'm not crying about this. I'm just saying anybody can text you and talk to you at any time. And I feel like, well, I take these conversations, you know, when they come about and I answer back and do this and stuff. So um, it's like, if I if if I were to accumulatively have a two hour window at the end of the day to um, actually just think about art or do a right. project that I wanted to right. do, I really could just spend that two hours responding and um, catching up with people that I need to catch up with, which is also part of the day that I do enjoy and I do um, want to do it and I do want to keep in contact with people. Um, but I but that but then I that I see that pushing real tangible things. Right. To the next day or yeah. the day after, or or you never get to them, you know? And then all this time goes by and you're like, holy crap, I haven't done this or that, right? So right, that I right. re- really thought I cared about. But it, yes, it is so easy to fill your time with things that, you know, but maybe that's what you need right now. Maybe it's you just want a release or you just want that connection. And for whatever reason, you're making that choice and you're making that choice for what, you know, because you need it maybe. And yeah, I, I I don't even think that's the case though because this happened. You or know, you're I just think being lazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think this has just been going on way, you know, long before the pandemic and, okay. and everything. I mean, just just the just the technology that we have allows that. You know, two thousand three, right. um, I started dating a girl, and she told me, you know, oh, don't call so much. You're gonna text me. And I'm like, what, you know, what's a text? You know, like, yeah. like why would I text you? I got a, a cell phone, my Nokia. And I'm not sitting there and texting with a keypad um, to say things. And, and and I just thought to myself, never will I be in a place where anybody can text me at any time from anywhere 
And then I'm going to text them back, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> that, that's are. weird. 2003, <laughs> I was like this. Yeah. Now people call me. I'm like, why the heck did you call me? You know, like, couldn't you text me? That was like a, that was like a two second text. You yeah. know what I mean? Here we are on the, the phone and that was a two second text <laughs> or the, or the flip side is like, okay, that took more than four texts. You could have just called me. So, you know, it's a yin and yang and that's, this is just on the communication side, but um, you know, the technology that we have now where we can take a lot of photos. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just took a trip and I took, you know, a thousand photos and it's like, okay, cool. I really like to put those in albums. I really like to delete the bad ones, save the good ones, uh, label them, do all the, those things. I probably will never do that. You know, that, and that's, that's one of my hobbies, but I probably won't get to this because there's so many things in front of it. And that's so okay. many projects in front. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I that is okay. Right. If you it, really cared about it as much as, you know, you wanted to, then you would make time to do it, but you probably just don't care about it enough. Right. So maybe that's the discussion we're having is that, I guess, the the priority list. And then what are also, we prioritizing? yeah, what are we prioritizing? And then, um, you know, what things going on feed our positive energies? Right. Uh, you know, Exactly. Well, and I and I'd say, you know, I can easily look back at things that make me truly happy or feel really stoked on life and I just know that I need to get to a place where I'm doing more of those things. And part of that is it's been a long cold winter here in Canada and <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of winter as many people know and it's really hard for me to get motivated during the winter months. Except for Christmas, I get all excited about that, and I love family and everything like that. But as soon as that's over, it's kind of like, okay, I'm done with winter. I want it to be summer because the second the sun shines and I you know, can go outside and enjoy the air and the trees and nature and the water, then I'm so excited. So I'm actually going to Florida next week, and I'm getting really excited about that. I'm so excited to surf and be in the ocean and be around some people that you know I have some really good friendships with and I'm I'm just yeah I'm excited for something new and also something new makes me excited getting on a plane and going somewhere is like my lifeline so the fact that I get to do that I'm pretty lucky and I'm gonna hold on to how excited I feel about all of that for a while (laughs) yeah that's awesome I mean it's gonna be great and to have a little bit of normalcy and, and feel, yeah, just feel normal again for a little while and yeah, and work. And I'm excited that, to work. Right headspace. <laughs> I really yeah, am, prob- you know. It's probably the vitamin D too, you know. It the, is. Um, I think vitamin D is uh, a bigger deal than than we make it, you know, because yeah. you really need to be in the sunshine. You really need to take your shoes oh off my God, from time to time and put your feet difference. in the sand or put it, put your feet on the, on the dirt. Mm-hmm. Well, I I remember years and years ago, um, my mom and my aunt and I were coming out of a movie theater and it was like whipping wind and it was like minus a thousand, (laughs) just so cold. And we were like holding our faces and it's like you instantly start crying and stuff because it's so cold, like not from pain, but your eyes just start watering from the cold. (laughs) And we all just said, why, 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 why do we live in this place that's so unpleasantly cold? Cause it's just so unpleasant. And even last night I went out with my mom um, to the grocery store and I was running to the car and it was like, ah, cause there's just this horrible wind right now. And it's April and it's like, 
you know, it just, it felt brutally cold and that can just put you in a bad headspace. So it's like, you know, not all people feel like that. Um, some people don't mind that, but it's about recognizing your triggers too and what works for you and what doesn't. And I know for me, it's like, I feel a million times better being in a place where I can actually go outside and just, even if I need to just sit by myself, you know, then I enjoy that time so much more. And when I'm here at my house and it's cold and it's unpleasant and you don't want to go outside, then I end up just kind of sitting in my house by myself watching TV and getting in this weird bubble of, you know, monotony. And that is a killer because then I'm thinking days, weeks, months have gone by. And what have I done? I've finished the series of scrubs. I finished Breaking Bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. It's just that's not what I want to do with my life. And yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm not like, I, it's not like I'm just recognizing this, but I'm, you know, I'm at a breaking point where it's like, okay, I've been doing this for too long and it's, it's become an unhealthy habit where I really isolate myself. I'm really alone all the time in an unhealthy way. And, you know, I'm not spending my time the way that makes me feel like a happy person. So that needs to change and that is changing and I'm taking the steps to change that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it can come in smaller ways. If I, if I wasn't going to Florida, I'm sure working here and having that social aspect of things, just joking around with people and having a good time at work would significantly help. Um, but if you don't have that and you are isolated, it can be very challenging. That's at least how I feel. I know some people deal with that on a different level and kudos to you if that doesn't bother you but for me I know it's something that I really don't like you know to accept to spend extended amount of time by myself in a place where I don't really want to go outside <laughs> well you know? I think we get along because because we're familiar you know we're similar in that way um because I would you know but we're, we're both a little bit extreme yes. in whatever it is we yeah. do. And um, so I would go to Florida when I, you know, I'd, I worked in Florida four years yeah. and non-consecutively, so four separate years. And um, so the first six months I would be there, I was all out enjoying every moment I could soak up with the sun, oh, the yeah. people, um, the bar scene, whatever it was. I was just like all in and I just worked myself like not, not only real real work to make money, but also work for that, and then also work for my friendships and, yeah. and partying and stuff like that, like yeah. 100%. And then about the six-month mark, I would just start to fade and be like, oh, my God, this isn't sustainable. <laughs> and I would come back to Kansas or go to Washington and um, enjoy that, like, oh, my God, solitary. Solitude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah the nature solitude on a different and, level. Exactly. And it, it, and you know, for a few months, it's like, oh, this is, this is literally the best. I love it. And, and, um, and stuff. But then that little demon comes back out and it's like, hey, go back to Florida. You got to get to Florida. You're missing <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you need to be in the sun. You need to be partying. And it's like, well, and see, um, I'm not in that party mode of Florida anymore. Like, I, right, right. I, I love going out to eat there. I love like, you know, having a glass of wine with dinner, but I'm definitely not in the party scene that's, the hectic drinking, you know, debauchery type scene. I'm not in that. So I love actually waking up early and going to brunch and 
doing water activities and going on little road trips. I love that stuff. So yeah, I, I have a different view of Florida in that way. Yeah. Now. I don't have that throttle <laughs> uh, yet at this time, but yeah. um, you know, it, it's, I, I just think it's funny because I, re- I really need to learn how to, you know, run happily at like 80%. Yeah. So I never get overwhelmed. Yes. And also never get down to 50%, 30%, get bored. You know, like, yeah. how can I just maintain 75, 80% and just, and, and then just be content at that level? Yeah. And, and also take time for myself and to, you know, keep myself positive and keep people around me positive and keep everybody moving, you know, forward yeah. in life and, and doing better things. Well, and you know. and that's what, like, I'll come back to some of my personal goals. Like, what makes me really happy is actually making other people happy and and doing things that make us all happy, you know, really smiling and laughing. And, and again, being around positive people that really want the best out of life, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what turns my crank. And hmm. I continue to seek that whenever I can. And I, you know, I think that, you know, if I were a mom, sometimes I think about this because, you know, my friends do have really great lives with their kids. And, um, you know, I'm often jealous of that, which I know jealousy is not a healthy emotion, but I am like, oh man, I wish that was my life sometimes. And I know we've talked about this and they wish, oh man, I wish I could just bomb off and go wherever I want. But sometimes, you know, Again, the grass is greener. We've talked about this multiple times, but Mm -hmm. it is, you know, I think sometimes if I had children or a partner, you don't have as much time to be thinking about these things and being so self-indulgent. And, you know, we're kind of like sitting here like, oh, sometimes I get bored in Florida, but it's like, you know, (laughs) but it's true. And like, you know, you just, I think it's about sustaining what you can sustain on that day to day. And it's again about finding what stimulates you and what makes you in tune with whatever you're passionate about. Right. And that's all I am doing. I guess day to day is trying to find that or trying to sustain it as long as I can. And it's a roller coaster and it goes up and down sometimes and you're not always going to be up. Um, But it's definitely about really, you know, recognizing certain patterns that maybe aren't unhealthy. And for me, that's sometimes, you know, when I'm around people that are highly negative that I, you know, and then I go to that place and I've been in that place and I, I don't want to expose my friends to that. I don't want to be a negative Nancy all the time. Um, but also it's about being around positive people that lift you up. Right. And who also want you to succeed. And I think that's another thing I wanted to note is like when we're sitting here talking about other people in a negative way or making judgments on how they live their life or whatever they're doing currently, then I'm not focused on myself and what's making me happy. And again, it comes back to bringing myself up and bringing others up. And that's really what does make me happy. Like that's why I like stand up comedy because it makes people smile and laugh. And I want to keep doing that because that gives me so much energy and I just don't want to stop yeah, making making things as happy as I can for others and making things as happy as I can for myself. And I recognize that part of me has been in a negative space because of the whole year and everything that's happened. And I also tend to take on a lot of negativity of other people. And I know a lot of people have been really struggling 
And I, I deeply feel that, you know, like when my friends are having a hard time or they talk to me about their circumstances and they're just feeling at odds with everything, I truly feel, you know, r- really low as a result of them feeling low. And it's not to say that I'm going to abandon them in those moments, but I want to be able to, to lift people up. And the best way for me to do that is for myself to be focused on my own positivity, right? Yeah, I think that's going to be one of the cool things as we um, grow this podcast. Um, and I hope that the people listening, whether they like this episode or the last episodes or didn't, um, is that they will continue to listen and feel the change that we're yeah, about to make. Exactly. Because we're, we are, we're about to go into a different realm. But even what we've done so far and what we planned on doing and even some of the episodes that we didn't put out because we didn't feel comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it's been really awesome because it's like, okay, it gives us something, one thing that we need to do weekly, um, a reason to talk, a re- an outlet for, yeah. you know, a conduit to um, to release. Like, so it, no matter what is going good or bad, we have this one thing that we need, you know, that like grounds us. Mm-hmm. And then that's great. But I think as it, develops and like I said, as as our head spaces change and, and these are, you know, hopefully conversations that people will be having with their friends and stuff. And sometimes maybe these people's maybe their friends aren't around or don't have time to listen to stuff and they just listen to us and feel like I would be I would be good in that conversation. I relate to that conversation. Right, exactly. And hopefully they feel, you know, our energy shift as we're started in the pandemic and, you know, that's hopefully gonna subside subside soon and you're starting a, a new job and you're moving to a new place. I've been doing some traveling. Um this summer I'm gonna be doing some new things. So weekly, as this grows, it's gonna be completely different yeah. than the way we started. And uh that's great. Because that shows that we're we're growing. We're growing. We're, doing... we're not just gonna stay the same old <laughs> slugs that we once were. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and in our motivation and stuff and we can we can explain why if we're feeling better, why we feel better. If we're feeling worse, right. why we feel worse. And hopefully some people can just enjoy that, that ride with us and see, um, you know, hopefully help makes it, you know, can help, if, you know what they say. If it don't, if it just helps one person, if one person enjoys it, that's really, it makes it all worthwhile. Well, I have to say I've gotten quite a few <laughs> messages this week um, from people listening a girl, or I think it was a girl, maybe it was a guy, wrote me from Scotland and said that he's Canadian and he's listening in Scotland. And it's really cool to hear the reach that we have. And yeah, again, I'm going to reiterate, like, you know, every week that we've done this, Josh and I have kind of met each other where we're at and more so Josh than me, because I'm kind of like leading what we're talking about. But, you know, Josh has been really good for listening to what I say about where I'm at and what I'm feeling. And we've kind of gone along with that and been really truthful and honest about what we're feeling and what we're doing. And we've tried to really, you know, I, I know that the focus has been comedy and, I, and I, I can't wait till I'm in that same mind frame that I was, you know, a couple of weeks ago where everything was funny and fun and happy and exciting. And I, you know, I know I'll get back to that. I've just been a little bit, Um, not myself with some stuff going on and, you know, questioning um, my comedic sensibility and what I really want to put out there and how I want to put that out there. And I'll go back to my roots in comedy. And I always thought um, 
you know, I took a I took a stand up course years ago in Toronto and the guy who taught the class, um, he was talking about kind of swearing in um, in stand up comedy and that it's just not really necessary. And I totally agree with that because I do feel like sometimes when people swear on stage or they're swearing comedically, unless there's a really good reason for it, it's almost like fluff filler stuff and it's not intellectual and I want to be a really smart comedian I want to be you know I want to be very smart (laughs) I want to be smart (laughs) but you know what I mean it's like I I don't want to fluff around or say say things that are meant to be funny that are just based on shock value I actually want to be a thought processed you know comedian I guess that's my future goal is to be a smart comedian. And well, I, that'll be great to, you know, the listeners will be able to see how we progress into that yeah. goal, you know. And I have and a all, few we'll ideas. All ride ride the roller coaster together. You can be part of this transition and you can be privy to how I might tell jokes in a more thoughtful manner. And yeah, I just need to put more effort into that. And I know I have it in me. I just need to uh, be a little bit more selective about what I'm saying and when I'm saying it. And I want everything to come from a place of purpose and thought. Oh, <laughs> Lofty goals for today, eh, Josh? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Well, I don't know. I think I've said everything I want to say. I think this is a, a good episode. Um that's going that, so the listeners can understand where we're coming from, why we do it, and um, you know we're doing it for us just as much as we're doing it for them. And yeah. we, I hope that we, I hope people do enjoy it, and I hope people understand that, um, you know, wow, we're gonna we're gonna get better. Every, you know, every week we get better, and and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, um, like I said, gives us something to focus on, and and I'm anxious to hear, you know, how things go in the future. And, you know, once you're working and we have to, we have to, you know, find some time to yeah. do this, and, you know, in between your job and exactly. and uh, new social life. And, you know, you're going to be meeting new friends and doing new things. And, and I'm I going to be married within six months. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> anything could happen. Turns out I'm pregnant. It's April Fool's. It's April Fool's Day today. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> With a you. Oh man. Well, yeah. So anyway, that's my personal goal is to get to a place of hilarity um in a healthy way. And my dog just jumped on my lap and she's trying to lick my face. And awesome. That's really cute. But uh <laughs> thought I'd share that with you. And uh Josh, thank you for always supporting me. Anytime. Glad I could be here for you. Me too. Well. Um, th- well. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> let's close it out. Close it out. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here for our growth. And stay tuned for next week's episode because I have a great idea for what that's going to be. Should I oh, allude to it at to all? It. <laughs> what do you think? Well, it's going to be all about the things that make us happiest. And we're going to go deep and small and talk about all the things. I can't wait. (laughs) Me too. All right. Well, thanks, Josh, so much. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone out there. Your feedback is appreciated as always. Thanks, everyone. 
Goodbye.